I'm Jen, she's Lex, and we're the Blatchelorettes. On this week's episode, we're talking about three or four. I mean, like, let's think about this for a second. If we assume each episode that happened and stuff is like an hour long, we're like four episodes crammed into four hours across two days. One of them is a mental all. Either way, there is a lot of shit to discuss and we cannot wait to dive into it with you. But first things first, um, Lex, do you even remember what happened on night one? Because I don't. Girl, when I tell you I had to like dig back into my notes, my friend texted me. She was like, oh my gosh, like I want to talk about The Bachelorette. And I was like, what happened again? Like (laughs) so much was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, do I remember? So I'm so happy I took notes. Right, I definitely did them this week because <laughs> it was yeah. There was a there was a there was a quite a quite a bit going on. Yeah. It definitely felt like like four episodes crammed into one. Like the entire lead up to the finale was just crammed into two days, and we were like, oh okay okay, all of this is happening okay. <laughs> but wait, then we have two more days next week for the fucking finale, so that yes. is more. <laughs> We have more next week. Two days for the finale as well. Um, but Tasha did it. She went from seven men to three. Listen, Don't know how she did it. Listen, she <laughs> went from. Hold on, let me think. Okay, let's let's start at the let's start at the beginning. Okay, let's start at the very beginning. So at the end of the last episode we saw last week, Bennett comes back and tells Tasha that he's in love with her. So for the entirety of the first part of the first episode this week. So you know what? Monday's episode, for most of the first hour, we don't see Bennett at all. We have no idea what's going on with him. Like, did she send him back home? I don't know what's going on with that dude, right? But we pretty much just dive right into Blake's one-on-one. So I'm gonna let you know something. I knew that Blake was gonna go home. Like, I just felt it in my bones. Like, this one-on-one is happening. She looked so goddamn bored on their (laughs) one-on-one. She did. She did not look into it at all. Like at all. Like and and they were like, yeah, you know, Blake was like, yeah, we got to get a deeper connection. And I'm like, did y'all have like a deep connection in the first right? place? Because I don't think I think Blake was just coasting by the fact that he was cute, that she thought he was cute. And so I I do feel like going into this one on one, Tasha's intention was to break it off because <laughs> just listen, <laughs> he's the horny comedian. Everything he's always talking about sex, and he made those that penis for like the arts yes. and crafts project, and he was really <laughs> into that whole sex noises part of the um, the scavenger hunt, truth or dare thing. Like it was just. The horny Canadian, it was time for him to go. Like, yeah, we wanted to yeah. help him, but also, like, do you want to raise a family with this guy? Yeah, Blake's entire personal brand was sex. <laughs> and he kind of, I think he kind of coasted by on that. Um, so, but so he was, so, you know, they went on this date and it was like a, I guess, spiritual date. This is actually something that I would hikey be into like if yes. I wanted to do this the reiki and the crystals and yes. all that stuff reading aura balancing yes. yeah it was yeah I really liked it um and the whole day Blake is like yeah you know I think this is gonna be going somewhere and well, you Tasha can tell Tasha's looking at him like, why you ass face she was looking at him like why are you still here (laughs) they're supposed to be looking in each other's eyes and connecting and she's looking at him like huh 
I wonder if I need to buy groceries when I get back to my house yeah. once the season is over. Did I turn the lights off in my hotel room before I left for this date? Man, did we ever pick up my stuff? (laughs) I thought she was looking at him like, okay, when is the appropriate time? Like, how much longer do I have to endure this? Like, is this the right time? Is this the right time? Oh, no, he's shirtless. This is not the right time. Maybe in a little bit. Oh gosh, but yeah, she she eventually comes to the conclusion, or you know, tells the confessional that she says um, he she doesn't think he's the right guy for her, and she sends him home. Like they don't even wait to go to dinner. No drinks, no dinner. Just uh, you know, we done the chakra balancing. We we're supposed to connect to be intimate, but I don't feel it, kid. Sorry. Yeah. But, but what I will say though, she cried a lot this entire couple of episodes and i don't think she really even likes these guys like that i think it's just the people pleaser in her that's feeling bad for hurting other people like she doesn't give two shits i'm sure she cares about blake but she didn't give two shits about blake like i think i think that's exactly it like because she says she acknowledges like how great these guys are i think it's just the fact that you know, maybe there's some part of her and i can you know relate with this that feels like you know a guy might be great but they're not great for if they're not great for you then why keep them around um so like that's the sad part of like oh like I'm letting this great guy go but he's not for me but still he's such a great guy I don't want to hurt his feelings um so I feel like that's I feel like that was like how like why she was so emotional (laughs) and I feel like like looking back I do feel like Taisha knew the task that she had ahead of her and was like that's I think that's why she cried so much because she was like fuck like <laughs> I gotta keep doing this like oh my god <laughs> now I said I don't I don't really think she cared about any of these dudes like that I'm gonna be honest I just I don't none think, of them none not not the ones that she sent home I don't think I and I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying that she liked that they liked her and that they were open to her but I, the ones that she right. sent home tonight, there was no real deep intimate connection that she was fostering with them. So it had nothing to do with any of that. Everything to do with that. Oh my God, I'm hurting their feelings. That means they won't like me anymore. I <laughs> just, I don't, sorry. I, I don't think it was performative, but I do think it had nothing to do with her genuine feelings for the men and more right. about how they thought of her. Right, yeah, that's why I say. I feel like it was more... I don't think it was how she was feeling about them, but I do feel like, I I feel like she was crying a lot because it was just like an emotional task to do. And yeah, you know, these men are turning around. Like they're, you know, they're not gonna like her anymore. (laughs) I mean, they they probably do, but you know, since she broke it off, it's like, they're like, (laughs) all right, well. Yeah, so she sends Blake home and then we think, okay, this is done. No, this bitch pops up at the house with all the dudes and is like, hey, Riley, can we talk? And I was like, you dirty asshole. You, first of all, she goes back to her hotel room, showers, changes, and then comes back because <laughs> she remembers yeah. she had sent Blake home from like in the daytime. She comes to the guys at night and is like, yeah, Riley, like, let's, let's talk about this. So you're like, fuck, she's sending Riley home. But she sends Riley home. I mean, he's obviously super into her, super connected with her. Riley and Claire never really had a connection, which is also the other thing, right? Blake and Tasha never really built anything. Blake was there for Claire from day one. 
I, right. he was all about Claire. And so I respect Jason a lot because Jason left and eliminated himself in the beginning, knowing he was crazy about Claire. Blake stayed for the fame. Sorry, not sorry. Um, so we get to this Blake point. Stayed, Blake stayed to mold a penis out of clay. That's why Blake stayed. Yeah, right? So Riley is, of course, very upset. And he's just like, all right. And he takes it like a champ. I'll give him that. Riley's very respectful. He does not say, he puts his best face forward at all times on camera. So I'll give him that. And, you know, he goes and the guys are like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Yo, when she pulled Riley, I was like, don't, please don't be doing what I think you're going to do. Don't be doing what I think you're going to do. And she did exactly what I thought she was going to do. I was like, no, justice for Riley. But Riley, oh, I love him. He was, he was legit. Like, Taysha's the woman for me. Like, Taysha is the girl for me. Um, And, and she just, you know, she wasn't feeling it. And like, I mean, we could tell, right? Like, we could tell. I, I know that from day one. We've already talked about how I felt about that. Anyway. I feel like I feel like she really wanted to like him and then just got to the point where she was like, I just, I can't, I don't. Bye. Mm-hmm. Which so. is why I, I respect his question. He was like, then why did you bring me so far? Right. You were not feeling this from early enough on. Why were you doing this? And just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I was really, in my head, I'm like, none of these are good excuses, ho. Like, you just, what you're saying is that you led the man along because he made you feel good, not because you cared. Right, right. So I feel like that's what she was doing this this episode. She was just trimming the fat, <laughs> cutting off the guys that she didn't like that much, but, like, really liked her <laughs> and was really trying for her and making her feel good about herself. So, yep, yep, that's much what was happening <laughs> so after this mm-hmm. they have the rose ceremony and that's when bennett decides to roll up and be like yo i never left what up what up my dudes what up my niggas yes, yes! Like, yes! <laughs> he was expecting this great rowdy welcome people are like what the fuck is this guy doing i know did you see when he tried to tap zaxi's shoulder and he was like zach said why are you touching me zach literally was like why are you touching me like straight up (laughs) zach's like i don't know where you've been what the funny thing about bennett is that he said he came back to prove he's not the harvard diva that he appears as and everybody was like but you are So. A char, yeah. So there's there's a whole bunch that goes into that. Of course, there's a rose ceremony. Actually, there's no cocktail party. Tasha's like, nah, I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, put that shit out. Let's not make nice and kiki. We're just gonna do the rose ceremony. So literally, just savage cuts the entire night. And so she sends home finally, finally Noah and Bennett, which is what should have happened last week with the fucking two on one in the first place. <laughs> so in case, just to keep up, guys. She let Bennett come back <laughs> just to send him home with Noah. <laughs> and she let Noah stay just to send him home with Bennett. <laughs> I mean, you know, all's well that ends well, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that that is what it is. And that is the end of hour one. See, it sounds like we have a lot to talk about, but really we don't. Because the next thing we're, is men tell all. <laughs> it's men tell all. I just, this mental, I was like 
in, I'm not going to lie. I was in and out. I was like, all right. Like, we've been watching the past few weeks. Like, we know what happened. I don't think any guys were talking about anything completely revolutionary. But did you see Ken, what Kenny was wearing? <laughs> Girl, you look like he rolled out of bed in his fucking pajamas. Everyone's all dressed up. Suits. You know, Bennett's there with his scarf. You know, Purple yeah. is the theme of the night, right? Damara's wearing, no, Riley's wearing purple. Bennett's wearing purple. I think Damara was also wearing purple. Like, purple is the theme. It was. It was and the theme. Kenny is wearing pajamas. He's wearing a camo suit, a camo blazer, and a hoodie. Was it a blazer or was it just a hoodie? Like, let's let's just be real about that for a second. It was just a hoodie. It was a, it, no, it was a camo something over his hoodie. And everybody was like, what? What are you wearing? Like, why Why is this the place? Did somebody not give Kenny the dress code? I don't understand. Why does anybody own a camo blazer, first of all, if that really is a thing? <laughs> well, no, my thing is that why was Kenny there to begin with? Like, okay, so here's here's the first issue, right? We This is the most guys we've ever had on a single season of The Bachelorette. And out of all of those men... You know, we cut out four. So say we, we're down like maybe like 30. So out of 30 dudes, you bring eight. I know. Eight. There were so many people missing. And Chasen wasn't even there. Chasen was sick. Yeah, Chasen was sick. That's why he was invited, but he was sick. Yes. Yeah, that sucks. Because he should have been there. I, mean, I feel like that's why the men tell all wasn't so. Mm, because it was like. It wasn't a lot of guys. There wasn't a lot of drama I was really interested in. Huh. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I have a whole rant prepared for the drama that did happen, so stay tuned oh, for yeah. that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no. Um, what I will say is that I agree that the format doesn't need to be as huge because you end up with you know, most of the dudes talking over each other and pretty much just... Here's the thing. I hate the men tell-all to begin with, right? I don't like the tell-all process at all. It's not interesting to me. It's not funny. It's really not. So I don't like any of them, but this one's probably the worst one I've ever seen. And I think it, that's it, really. Mm -hmm. It's it was it was it was kind of bad. It's really really bad. And like I said, I don't usually like this idea anyway. So this is just making things worse. And going over the same old trash we already talked about this Bennett Noah argument back and forth. Um, Ivan actually made a tweet about that, saying that you know Noah was right about Bennett. I mean, yeah. Sure. Okay. Whatever. No one cares. Like I no mean, one cares. They're both. They're both assholes. So they're both horrible. <laughs> I, like to be honest, like Demar was right. He was like, "You've never been that way to me, but I have seen you be that way to other people." <laughs> and it was just clear that you know Bennett gelled with who he gelled with and didn't who he didn't. And if he didn't fuck with yeah. you, he talked to you like you were a baby. Like, I, I'll say again, like, my impression of Bennett is just he's, like, a straight-up dick. And if you call him out on it, you're the problem, apparently. So so I feel like that's what was going on. It's like, no. you know, Bennett. I don't think so. I think the you issue is that, that, no, I think he is a dick. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that's why being called out was the problem. I think it's Noah doing the calling out that's the problem. Oh, yeah, Noah's an even bigger dick. Because, if this, <laughs> no, if this had happened with anyone else... If he had had this kind of drama with anyone else on the show, it would have gone very differently. But Noah started shit from jump. <laughs> Noah started shit from the jump. And that changed the entire dynamic of how this whole thing went. But yeah. It was two assholes in an argument. And yeah. oh, and, and Noah said, 
that he thinks Bennett is intimidated by him. And everybody was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and he grew back his mustache? Dude, yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? There's Noah, a literal video of me laughing at Noah. <laughs> like, there's a video. It's on our Instagram. It's in the highlights. You know, season 16, yeah. part three. You got to scroll through quite a bit to get to it. But I am just laughing so hard, uncontrollably. Yeah. Because Noah says that Bennett is intimidated by him. I was laughing at you laughing. <laughs> I watched that and I was cracking up because you could not breathe. You literally could not breathe. You could not compose yourself. Because <laughs> you were cracking the fuck up. And so I was cracking up. I was like, oh my gosh. The most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, that's a lie. I've heard wilder things, but in that in that night, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Too much. It was too much. See, I'm sorry. I'm gonna start to laugh again. <laughs> um, any other highlights from? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh yeah, we have. I, I'm like looking at my notes. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, we yeah. Did get into a lot. So um, yes, that happened. Yeah. I have some scathing words for ABC about that specifically. Yeah. So they're never going to pick up our podcast. Just so you guys know, it's never going to happen. We're never yeah, going to no, be sanctioned by them. Then was legit like, fuck y'all. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because like I said, you have had these genuine conversations about BLM, about suicide, about, you know, depression and eating disorders and things like that, you know, and later on in the show, you bring out, Ivan's brother, which we'll bring to later because I'm pretty sure he's a killer. And <laughs> at the end of all of that, you know, you making these great strides and the year of Beyonce, 2020, you decide to give this misogynistic piece of shit like his 20 minutes of fame. It wasn't even five. It was like 20 minutes of him smirking at the camera and still calling Claire names and saying that she's a horrible person and him trying to be corrected by Chris Harrison, which by the way, fuck you, Chris Harrison, for even talking to that motherfucker in the first place. But it's just like, you gave this man a platform. You did this and you are making him more popular and making incels feel like they're like, oh yeah, this is our new guy. Like, this is great. Like he could also be a fucking white supremacist at this point. Who the fuck knows? My point is that I don't like Yosef. I don't like ABC for doing what they did with Yosef. And if I never see Yosef's face again, it would be too soon. If I do see him in real life, well, I can't say it on air. The fact that he is legit getting sponsorships, like he's legit, he's getting money. He's making money from like branding things on Instagram. You know, he's being an influencer on Instagram. Like people are backing this guy. And so it's easy to think like, oh yeah, he's an asshole. Nobody's going to like, pay attention to him or give him any money people are giving him money and it's like what why why are you giving him a chance to get even more support I was like I was shocked like when I tell you I was shocked when Yosef came out and was like no regrets like you know that no regrets meme (laughs) Yosef came out like that and we were like what 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 so why why are you here like why are you here I really I do feel like Chris felt like he needed I feel like Chris felt like he needed to give Yosef a chance to redeem himself or whatever. Um, But 
Yosef was an asshole and he maintained that he will always be an asshole, even to his own daughter. Um, and I don't know if anybody... Right? Did someone call child services? Because I feel like they should have. Just saying. Like... I know. And I was like, well, at least he's consistent. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel so sorry for his daughter. Girl, I am so sorry for you. There's there's better men out there than your dad. I'm so sorry. Um, and then, oh, and then I do feel like I feel like another reason Chris brought him out was to have Chris's own moment of being like, that's not cool. That's like Chris basically told Yosef, like, that's a bad move. Um, So I feel like maybe Chris wanted his moment to be like, yeah, that wasn't cool. But I mean, you know, he could have just not brought him on the show. Right. (laughs) I mean, you could have just tweeted that. You didn't have to. You could have tweeted that. You could even yeah, and he did tweet too. Yeah, he did tweet too. That after the fact, like, come on, yeah. And he was oh god, Chris Harrison. I'm judging you. I'm judging ABC. Trust me, if I wasn't so addicted to Bachelor in Paradise, I probably would never fucking watch another show by you guys ever again. (laughs) Like, because that was horrible. That is probably the worst thing I've ever seen, and it's even worse than you know what's his name Claire's the Bachelor that Claire was on Juan Pablo. It's even worse than Juan Pablo. It's worse than anything that he ever did to her. That was disgusting. And y'all are horrible for that. And it was just like, and it was just because of a date. Like, it was just because of a date that he wasn't even on. Like, at the end of the day, it really weren't that serious. And Yosef just took it on. Like, it was the most serious Mm. thing in the world. And there's no way his daughter can see him naked on television. But he has an underwear. No one asked you to be naked, bro. No one wants to see you naked. Nobody wants, exactly. Nobody wants to see you naked. You know, fuck this guy. We're wasting too much breath even talking about fucking you. Yes, we're wasting air. Okay. Let's talk about, let's do night one. So night one, what was your sweet moment? Um, my sweet moment, we didn't talk about it yet, but it was, I think, wait, hold up. Did we talk about it? Night one. So that's the, when Blake goes home, when Riley goes home, when Noah and Bennett go home, and the men tell all. I think, okay, I think my, I don't even know if this is a sweet moment, but at the men tell all, um, Taisha came out and Riley got to talk to her and they hugged and I was like, Riley, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss you. Uh, he was still a little bit emotional. Um, and he wondered, he like, he, you know, he said he wondered if he scared her off and she was like, nah, but I mean, I, I thought it was just so sweet. I think Riley's gotten most of my sweet moments this season, to be honest. This yes, is probably the third time I'm giving him sweet moment. Riley, Riley, I'm in love with you, clearly. Um, but he so he got a little emotional when he saw her and stuff. And I was like, oh, this must have been genuine for him. So that was my sweet moment. What was yours? None of them. I didn't find anything. Not, yeah, it was it was hard to find a sweet moment this week because it was just she was just cutting the roster left, mm-hmm. right, and center, and then the mental all came, and it was just there wasn't none. Okay, yeah. so <clears throat> no sweetness. Um, horrible moment is just everything about this entire episode. <laughs> uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say like I'm guessing your horrible moment was Yosef. But yes, the the entire episode is an acceptable answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, my horrible moment was definitely when they brought Yosef out. 
um, for the men tell all. And then besides that, when he sent Riley home, I was just like, done with this show. But obviously I wasn't because I watched the next night. <laughs> <laughs> obviously we watch guys. We, we, we know, we know. Okay. Yeah. So night one is over. We've um, got everything. We've forgotten that the, the show is the next night again. So we're on to night two. Night two. And I almost forgot. <laughs> I was working. So Jan, I'll have you recap at least the first couple minutes. Okay. So night two begins and we find out it is hometowns. Yeah. So we have Brendan, Zach, uh, Ivan, and Ben. And so what's going to happen is that, you know, Chris Harrison lets everyone know who is there for them, quarantine, going through testing, everything. So Brendan's brother, his sister-in-law, and his niece are here, and he is going first. So the game is set up like a little idea of what it'd be like, what you would do in your hometown, but at La Quinta. So (laughs) set up during the day, and then at night, of course, you get to meet the family. So very similar to how it is, but... I know we're calling it hometowns and not like courtyard, hotel rooms. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. A lot of things going on. Hometowns, but not really. <laughs> the other thing you guys should know is that in this entire two-hour episode, everyone is obnoxiously sweating. They are so yeah. sweaty because it is so fucking hot in the middle of the summertime in, in the middle of the springs. desert, like, like, like 110 yeah. degrees or something. It is hot as hell and you can see it on everyone's face, but okay. They must have filmed this in like the hottest day. Yes. <laughs> yes. They, they filmed the hottest week ever in California was the week that they filmed this event. Absolutely. Yeah, because everybody was, everybody was sweating. People who we don't even usually see sweat was sweating. Yep. So it was the sweatiest episode. The sweatiest <laughs> episode ever. And not for the way you think. So Brendan's day is <laughs> first. It's, um, you know, he's at this little carnival thing at the La Quinta. Where is Brendan from? Because I was trying the to... That's small town in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Because I was like, Milford? you know, living in Connecticut, like, that was the thing. It was like you did fairs in the summer. <laughs> and, and, like, that was pretty much it. So I'm like, so Brendan's from, like, Milford. Nowhere. <laughs> Milford, something like that, yeah. But Milano, where it's like this little carnival thing and his niece is joining them for the date. Now, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Brendan's niece is running towards them and Taysha decides that she's going to intercept Brendan's niece from running to hug her uncle and hug her first. Just yeah, like, oh my God, met. Never met, don't know each other's names. And she just kind of steps in front of Brendan and hugs her like, oh my God, hi. And I was like, the fuck? I would have <laughs> I would have done like that, you know, football block. I'd have pushed her to the side and run right to my uncle. Why would you do that? Like for me, that was the most bizarre thing in the world. Someone that you don't, it's a child that you do not know. And yeah. so- you just go and randomly hug them like, oh my God, hi, it's great to see you. And then as soon as she stopped hugging the girl, the girl just ran to Brendan and jumped on him and hugged him. I was Where like, she was probably going in the first place. She was definitely going to Brendan in the first place. Tasha literally stepped out of her spot to stand in front of Brendan to hug Brendan. this child first. Like, oh my gosh, hi, I don't know you, but hi. And the little girl in her confession was her, Aaliyah in her confession was kind of like, oh yeah, I met Tasha. I even hugged her before I hugged my uncle. And I was like, y'all coached her the same that shit didn't you 
Y'all yeah. coached her to say that because this child clearly did not want to be hugging Tasha in that moment. She was, when she stepped in front of her, she was kind of like, okay. <laughs> There's like a hug. I don't know. It was the weirdest thing ever. Okay. It was horrible. Oh, <laughs> it was horrible. I did not like that at all. And the- I did not like the, um, I don't know. I think that like the, <laughs> the artwork on this date, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm guessing it's like last super last minute or whatever, but I was like, this looks a little janky. <laughs> it looks really janky for, it got better at the, on, on the other dates, but for Brendan's dates, that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, who put this set together? because it needs work needs work and the other thing was um this was the most awkward date ever because they were trying to force this like family connection so hard like Tasha just kept on interjecting into everything and talking down to Brendan's niece which I didn't like like she was talking to her like she was five and not like you know almost a teenager if that makes right. sense. Right. How old is she? She's at least like eight or nine. Yeah. She was I talking agree, yeah. to her like she was like, oh my god, like she's a fucking toddler. I was like, I would have popped her <laughs> in the throat. Again, childhood me was also very spicy. I am the I am the <laughs> I am the woman who as a little girl left someone standing outside in the sun because I did not like her. And that other yeah. person was an adult. <laughs> I pretended I did not hear her at the gate calling to come inside my house. Okay. I so. see. You were you had an attitude. You were spicy. That's my good. spirit did not take to that woman. I did not want her in my home. She had no reason to be there, so I did not let her inside. And when the helper was like Janelle, why didn't you let me know that Joy was here? I was like, I didn't like her. I didn't want her to come in. <laughs> but you had gall as a kid. I sure did. I sure did. But the point is that Tasha could have never done that to me as a child or any of my right. other siblings as a child. Because it was I'm just... I'm pretty sure you would have looked her up and down. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that that's what it is. So it was very uncomfortable to watch because you kept on trying to like force this connection between, you know, Alia and her. And it, even that the secret handshake thing that Brendan and her were doing, it was kind of like, oh my God, I want one. Oh, okay. Like, girl, those things are bestowed upon you. You don't just get to decide to have one. Uh, like, you don't beg for a secret handshake, right? It was just so awkward. This entire date for me was so awkward. Her and Brendan, and then meeting Brendan's family was awkward as hell. That's that's my thought so far. Yeah, um, everybody. Yeah, out of everybody's, um, you know, family meeting and greet whatever. I didn't feel like. I don't know. There was just nothing special, really, for me about Tasha meeting Brendan's brother and sister-in-law. It was just kind of like generic. I don't know. I felt like it was super generic. Um, I don't know. I feel like their connection is also super generic. I know it's a big Brendan stand <laughs> in the beginning, but as we're going on, I'm like, eh, what else does he have to offer? Like, what are what are they going to talk about besides their divorces? Their connection know? is so shallow. It is so shallow. And I ranked the connections in order um, of how I saw them. And I was like, okay, for me, Zach is the top one, then Ivan, then Brendan, then Ben. But Brendan and Ben compete for third and fourth place all the time in my mind. And that's just based on how these dates went and how the previous dates have gone in the past. But yeah, she and Brendan don't seem to be talking about much. They just seem to be kissing. 
which is I mean, it's guesses. That's fine. I'm totally okay with that. If that's what you want. Then go ahead, go for it. <laughs> but I, there must be some conversations we're not seeing on camera because it just seems so far all they do is talk about being divorced and being scared to get married again. Yeah, pretty much. And I think didn't even didn't Brendan even admit on this date that he wasn't even really sure about the timeline for proposing. He admitted that to his family, but Taisha called him out in front of his family first that she's nervous about him and his feelings. And I was like, is this really appropriate? I don't know. Like, I just, this is a family conversation. This is a conversation you want to have with other people before you have with your partner. Like yeah. that's really what it is for me. It's like this. This it was entirely uncomfortable. I mean, at the end of it, she seemed to have a great time. She didn't want to leave Brendan like she never usually does. They have great physical connection, and I guess their intimacy yeah, is on point. But he's um, a pretty, pretty, pretty person. I don't know. I just so I, I wasn't feeling it. This whole date, I was bored. Yeah. So on to the next. <laughs> we have Zach's hometown date. And I think Zach's from New York. Was is he from New Correct. York? Because they from had New a, Jersey, something like that, yeah. Right. So they had a super cute New York date. Um I kind of just like glimpsed pieces of it, but I saw them hail a taxi. I saw them get a bagel. Did they get pizza as well? They I thought it was really cute. Okay, so this is this was a very cute date, and I say this is one of the cutest dates out of all the dates that were done, right? Um, because he had them build this whole like fake New York set. He taught her how to hail a taxi. First of all, he taught yes. her the New York way to do it, which I thought was very great. Um, the downside of this date was the manual labor of them carrying this taxi prop around. I know, <laughs> but. I mean, it was a clever idea in the back. So, you know, they go to get bagels, she takes her to get bagels, and she puts blueberries in her bagel. In her bagel? Like, in her bagel? So she gets, not a blueberry bagel, a plain bagel with cream cheese and put blueberries inside of it. Oh, that don't sound bad, actually. And and Zach was like, Zach's face, and he literally just burned it out, No. (laughs) <laughs> he was like the worst I've ever seen in my life. You know how New Yorkers are about their bagels. That's like the worst thing you could do. Like that's just weird as shit. But she was like, "Oh my god, you should try it." And his face was like cringing, all disgusted. Like, nah, it's all useless. He was like, uh... it was horrible, horrible. <laughs> but yes, they they get bagels. She has her weird bagel, and then um, you know they head on over to. She said Central Park, but um, that backdrop yeah. sweetie is not Central Park. It was not, but I that do is, have to say the, the, art on, the art on this date was significantly better than the art on the previous date. So way better. Extra date. <laughs> way <laughs> better. She was like, oh my God, Central Park. And I was like, this is, this is downtown, lower Manhattan. What are you even talking yeah. about? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't even tell the art department. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, just make some. <laughs> make a backdrop of New York it was, just, it was so interesting but you know they sat on the bench they talked and you know mm-hmm. they really connected they sweat their butts off <laughs> yep. and uh, then we move on to the night portion of the date where she meets Zach's mom dad and brother and oh boy his brother was my favorite person <laughs> like... his brother was grilling her <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like, I what did what did what did he what did he ask her? He asked her, oh, oh yes. he asked her 
how she felt about the other guys. And she was like, you know, like, I'm really falling in love with Zach. And he was like, that's not the, what I asked. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, yeah, no, he asked her, where's your relationship with Zach compared to the other guys? And then that's what she said. I'm falling in love with Zach. And he was like, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yes, call her out. <laughs> but it's funny, like, nobody ever, like, that was the first time when I really thought about it. Like, you don't really ask the person, the batch, the bachelor or the bachelorette, where their relationship is with the other people. I guess maybe in the beginning you don't care, but maybe you get to a point mm-hmm. when, as a contestant, where you're like, I actually don't want to know because I really like them, <laughs> so I don't want to know. Yeah, you, you so want to pretend like you're only just dating them. Well, no. So here's yeah. the thing: um, the the families always ask, but it's usually on the bachelor. It's usually a family member on The Bachelor asking The Bachelor where he is with the daughter. And, you know, because what happens is, and what's been happening the past couple of seasons is that The Bachelor has been asking the dads for the daughter's hand in marriage. And there are some dads who are like, why the fuck would I give you that when my daughter is one of four? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Yes. I forgot there's that gross routine, but, you know. Yeah. So I guess... For this one. So, yeah. So, for The Bachelorette, they never really ask that question. They only ask, like, are you ready for marriage? Mm -hmm. Which I feel like it should be the the question that you ask everybody. Like, that's just another annoying patriarchal thing I just found out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The patriarchy. But, you know, I I respected Zach's brother for sticking up for him. Because Zach's brother is like, nah, what you're not going to do is play my brother, bro. Like, you know that he has been through some shit. And what you're not going to do is sit here and tell me that, oh, he's amazing. Just like all these other, no shit. Where's my brother in the rankings? What number is he? Like, do I need number, it? Number, literally. The brother was like, what number is he? <laughs> what number is it, Tasha? <laughs> oh Screaming. my gosh. Like, hilarious. I love us. <laughs> and then, of course, the conversation between Zach and his mother is so wholesome. They're both the sweatiest humans ever. There was a game I was playing with myself. Is she crying or is she wiping sweat? <laughs> it was just so bad. It was so bad. You really couldn't tell. You really couldn't tell. Because I would look up and be like, is she crying? And I'm like, wait, she's just sweating. And I'm like, wait, wait, she's crying. Like, she's proud. She's crying. <laughs> Listen, oh lord y'all need to invest in some air conditioning abc y'all save like you of course you had to pay for the plane tickets for them to get there fine you already booked out the fucking la quinta anyway it's not that big of a deal my thing is why couldn't y'all invest in some air conditioning even those like travel ac things i don't care right? what y'all gotta do you having these poor people sweating their asses off it is disrespectful bro like it is upsetting <laughs> Or just have the conversations inside with the AC. <laughs> like, don't let these people sweat their butts off outside for these conversations, please. Uh, these poor people. Um, and where is where is? Oh yeah, and they're from New York. Yeah, from so New York. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot. I, mean, to I guess say. it gets hot there too. But it doesn't yeah, get this ahead. hot. It does not get this hot right. at all. Right. Oh my god. But yeah, I forgot to say. So for the last part of Zach and Tasha's private date, their one-on-one, you know, time. They climbed into the fountain where they made that wish on the first night. Literally climbed inside the fountain. Oh, yeah. That and then was they were, cute. like, making out in the fountain. I was like, y'all did this because y'all were hot, didn't you? 
because <laughs> y'all were hot it's fine to be because zach was like you know like i told taisha let's jump in the fountain and she just did it like she did wasn't worried about her dress or her hair and it's like well maybe she was fucking hot like she was hot. that's it <laughs> couldn't be me though i'm not gonna lie like even if it's hot and you ask me to jump in a dirty ass fountain i'm looking at you like you crazy like i'm not getting my hair wet i'm not getting my dress <laughs> wet I'm not like this makeup is not dripping off my face. I'm bougie. I'm sorry. You you don't have to do that yourself. It's your only bougie with Bennett, bro. She ain't bougie with nobody else. (laughs) Oh Lord. So yeah, so back on the on the, you know, meeting the parents, whatever. I thought it was so cute. Um, Zach's dad. Zach's dad calls him Zachary, by the way. (laughs) Which I love. I was like, Zachary. Oh. Um, and he says that he hasn't seen Zach smile like that in a while. And I just, I just, I just saw that it meant a lot to Zach's parents that he was just at this place in his life where he was ready for love, whether it was with Tasha or with somebody else, whoever, like, I feel I, like I got how proud they were of him through the screen. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're so proud of him. Oh, I love them. Zach's parents were great. <laughs> yep. They're actually the best part of this. Well, okay. They're the second best part of this episode, and we're going to get to why next. Right. Yes. But yes. Great conversation. Mm-hmm. Great conversation. So Zach was second. The date went really well. Much better than Brendan's snooze fest. And then we hop on into Ivan's date Her- now. Tasha and Ivan's dates tend to be very like intimate, like nothing really like outside plan. Like remember their one on one where it was like the floor is lava and all that. Yeah, that's the stuff best. That y'all like. I didn't like it, but whatever. <laughs> so this date I actually liked a bit more. He was like, "Oh, we're gonna be learning how to cook from like this top chef," and it was his little niece teaching them how to make lumpia. And so clearly neither Ivan nor Tasha can cook because they burned it and it looked like it tasted bad. Because when he bit yeah. into it, he was, it was, wow. He was, he made a face as soon as he bit into it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe we don't trust them with food. They needed to bring the <laughs> Right, right, they needed to. But yeah, so we go through this whole thing. It's very sweet, they're drinking champagne. It's a very mm-hmm. domestic scene compared to what all the other people did, right? And I think that was a, on purpose by Ivan because he remembers that their domestic date the first time went really well. So why not? Why break the formula, right? Keep doing the and thing also that we do. Uh, to show her a little bit of his like Filipino culture inside and stuff too, which I thought was cute, you know, and a good idea. It was a great, it was a great idea. And then you know there weren't any terrible art props or anything. So yes, it was just them <laughs> in the kitchen and with wine. And also, they're both yeah. horrible dancers. Um, there's a scene of them dancing in the kitchen and they're like oh it's with no music so my friend was like oh they don't have any music there it's fine and I was like ah is it really that's the problem or did the the part of them that you know doesn't have any rhythm take over if y'all know what I mean <laughs> I don't know I don't know if they're both bad at dancing maybe one is bad and the other oh, one's just trying to Tasha <laughs> is bad at dancing though like she is she is. So maybe Ivan was just trying to like be nice. I mean, oh no, it didn't look like he was so good either. But okay, mm-hmm. we'll take. We'll Ivan, t- if you, <clears throat> I was just gonna say, Ivan, if you can't dance, let us know, <laughs> because that takes you out the running for us. <laughs> so we yeah. need to know, Ivan, can you dance? Listen, it's it's just like in the Spice Girl said, if you can't dance to this, you can't do nothing for me, baby. That's they said yeah. that. 
They said that. It was on Spice World. If you guys don't believe me, check it out. It's like the closing song on the album. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So they have that super nice, lighthearted, fun date. And then they meet Ivan's parents. Um, which I just... Oh, I loved Ivan's parents. So Ivan, in case you don't know, Ivan's dad is black and his mom is Filipino. Um, oh, and Tasha's dress was gorgeous. I just have to say. I mean, Tasha looks good all the time. But I was like, ooh, girl. You're working this orange tonight. Yeah. Okay, I see. You bring mm-hmm. out the heavy guns for the for you know Ivan's parents. <laughs> so, oh, and um, so she talks to Ivan's mom, and who just wants to know like if it's genuine or like Ivan's mom was not letting up. She was like, "Yo, do you really like my son, or is this TV?" <laughs> she was getting in there with Tasha. I was like, okay, okay. And I mean, and she also said this whole process is makes me skeptical. I'm not yeah. really a fan. Like she was pretty much like, yeah, I don't like this process. I would never do something like this, but I guess I'm doing this for my son. So yes, so supportive. They were so supportive of him, and I was like, yes, a family of color that's supportive. Oh my gosh, yes, we need to see more of this. Yeah, it was <laughs> not great. saying that we don't, but like you know, we no, need to we, see don't. More. we don't, we don't, because the black people don't usually make it to the final four. But anyway, it's a whole separate issue. That's true. Um, that's true. So of course, Ivan's dad stole the show for me. I I love Ivan's dad. Like you know, he Ivan has talked about his health struggles and him being older, and you could not tell that man was old and struggling with some health shit. He he had that pep in his step. He was set. He was like happy. They look, his parents look the same age to me. So I was I like I completely forgot that Ivan's dad was so much older. But they look like a good match. Like his parents definitely look like they matched. They were a good match together. So Yes, yes. And Ivan's dad is great. And of course, you know, Ivan's talking about how sad he is that his brother couldn't make it. And then his brother walks into the room and Twitter goes into shambles. But we'll get to that I in a know. second. We'll go to that in a second. <laughs> So Ivan is so caught up in talking that he doesn't realize his brother has walked in. Tasha literally has to grab his face and like turn his face towards the door for him to like realize. And then he breaks down in tears. There's this very vulnerable moment of two black men, you know, sharing a hug and crying and celebrating each other. But now we get to Ivan's brother who, you know, Ivan did say his brother had been to prison and that there was some gang stuff involved. And I'm here to tell you, Ivan's brother is a killer. We were not prepared. Like, honestly, when Ivan spoke about his brother in prison, I was thinking of the most PG version of a half black, half Filipino man in prison. And then Ivan's brother walked out and I was like, oh, shit. Neck tattoo. Prison, prison. Yeah. Teardrop tattoo on his face. Ivan's brother is a tongue. He is a tongue. Okay. When somebody has face tattoos, you know, they do not give a shit about anything, right? <laughs> so when I saw the face tattoos, I was like, oh, shit. Ivan's brother was in the street streets. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> Ivan's brother was a Tugs. I respect very much that, you know, he lived this life and is now, you know, living a life that is good for him, whatever that may be. And, mm-hmm. and that he and Ivan are connecting again and that he's there to be a father to his daughter. Right. But I just want to let you know that ABC let a man on a reality TV show with face tattoos, neck tattoos, mm-hmm. the whole thing that was not a white man mm-hmm. and who had been to, to prison. 
like to real jail, like to real, real jail. Not fake jail. This man was in real jail. Show up on camera. And they didn't frame him as somebody terrible. They framed him. They just framed it as this like amazing moment between two brothers. And, you know, they let Ivan's brother talk and we saw him talk to Taisha and it was really nice. And then we saw how supportive like Ivan's family was of both of them. And I loved it. I I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then I saw somebody on Twitter be like Ivan's brother for the next Bachelor. And I'm here to say I would like to see it. No, I would like to see it. I already have issues with Matt being the Bachelor. Let's not go too far out of the wheelhouse. Okay, guys? (laughs) this let's not do this what we're not gonna do is this <laughs> i would i am saying i would love to watch that <laughs> if not on abc on some other show <laughs> on some other channel uh, oh yes so we get this beautiful moment of course with ivan and his family that date is over and then the next date on the roster is ben's date now ben Yay, is originally ben. from somewhere small venice beach <laughs> No, he's not from Indeed. Venice Beach. He lives in Venice Beach. There's a difference. Oh, so gotcha, gotcha. He's from some other place. And he moved to California, to Venice, after, you know, all his stuff. And so he lives in Venice now. And so he plans this very cute, you know, outdoorsy date for Tasha. You know, they go rollerblading to the beach and the shop so he has some cute little stuff set up like the fake shops outside you know they took out they took wellness shots together yeah it was was cringy she was not happy about that it was disgusting he was like maybe i overdid it and i'm like yo thing i don't know but yeah so they do that they have a very cute date of course nothing much really happens because she and ben have no substance and um i think to top it off they go to the beach yes that's what i was gonna say he was like oh yeah it's not like a day at the beach and they're at the pool and i'm like i guess you gotta make do where you can but they couldn't even sprinkle a little sand like there's tons of sand it's fucking desert okay there's tons of sand out there y'all could have just sprinkled may not be the right sand but it makes a sandbox something yeah they're just like yeah you sit by the pool that's the beach Mm -hmm. so yeah i did this thing and i said it was very cute very simple and we're meeting ben's sister and his friend his family friend this is who is um antonia from top chef so that's like a celeb connection there but he trained he trains antonia at his personal training gym thing whatever it is he does i don't know i i didn't care um but again also the most shallow conversation known to man between all of them i was like why are we even doing this well until you know antonia was talking to him and she was trying to she was trying to like ask him if he loves her and he was like yeah I don't know and she was like you love her and he was like I love her like we just saw the realization over like just wash over his face like holy shit maybe I'm in love with her I thought that was cool to see because sometimes love do be that like do be like that sometimes sometimes you'd be loving people and you don't even know until somebody else tells you and you're like you know what you're right I love them I mean, to be fair, he was bragging about not knowing how to cry or when to cry. So that was a whole other thing about him being emotionally stunted, which comes up later on in this episode. Stay tuned for why. (laughs) 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So we do this whole thing. You know, he figures out he's in love with Tasha, and now we're at the rose ceremony. She's seen these. Wait, four we forgot. You for, we forgot to say like because he was he was telling her bye and he was like yeah like I should probably tell her and he never told he never told her he just let her he like let her walk away but he then also did like a little awkward neck grab <laughs> did you see that I no, saw that I'm like, I didn't see that let, let me tell you what I saw I saw um the stuff with him just like trying to have a serious conversation with her before she walked away and just sounding like gibberish. Cause she's like, yeah, uh, okay. And he's I like, think that, yeah. like, I think she was expecting him to get like a little deeper, say how he felt about her, and he was just talking like nonsense. And she was just like, all right, I'm yeah, like, yeah. She didn't, nothing, I'm she didn't even look back at him, so I knew he was going home at that moment. I knew he was going home. Um, it was either him or Brendan, and she's obsessed with Brendan, so that was not going to happen. Yeah. I was hoping he wasn't, but at like yeah when you look at you know like all their dates and all of the men ad- ad- like actually admitting their feelings and then ben it was like all right dude you gotta go but again i have issues with her ex- knowing how long it took for him to open up about his eating disorder his suicide all of that stuff i have issues with her expecting it to be easier for him to tell her about his feelings when it took him so long to get to that spot in the first place. So right. we go to this, we're going to go to this next point, right? So the rose ceremony happens, Ben gets sent home. She's trying to get him to open up after breaking up with him. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> if, you had, if you had gone to him before the rose ceremony and been like, I need, or even before you handed out the final rose to be like, I need to talk to you and had a conversation with him then, things might have been very different. But you don't break up with the man and have him in shock reeling from that and then be like, let me in, don't shut me out. No, bitch, you broke up with me. You are shut out. You are cut off. You are you are left behind. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know, because I do feel like, I do feel like, I do feel like Ben should have said something. Um, and especially because, like, before the cer- the rose ceremony, he told Chris he loved her. And I'm like, dude, this is the wrong person. Like, you need you need to be telling Taysha. <laughs> you I need to tell the person you're in love have, with. He would have told her if she hadn't broken up with him. Like, no, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah. But I just felt so sorry for him because he kept saying, like, you know, obviously she was just like, you know, give me more, you know. But he just kept saying, like, it's okay. Like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. Like, and it's like, he's clearly not fine. And like, we know this, we know he has a history of this. We know he talked about how he felt like he just couldn't talk to anybody about his feelings. And so his sister was the only one. And so we know, we know Ben has this record of just like not being able to talk about his feelings, but it was just so, to me, it was just so sad to watch play out and to like to watch himself self sabotage yet another relationship, and I was just like, <laughs> like I feel for you, but I understand why Tasha had to let you go because you can't express yourself. But at the same time, it's like just express yourself. So I really, I, I really, I really felt for Ben. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. I just, I really, I don't, yeah, I, I do feel like Tasha just wanted to know like if the last few weeks like meant anything to him at all which i get 
but it's like it's not your business, baby girl. You know. it's and it's like she knows he has a problem expressing himself, which is why he's going home. So yeah, I, I was know. just I was fed up with her this entire couple of episodes because she was just so fake. Like it was just so fake, so forced, so like trying to. I mean, if you knew that Ben had a problem opening up, which we all did, we've we've seen this shit. Trust me. His idea of opening up was taking off all his clothes and then admitting all the stuff to you after the fact about why he did that. Um, But my point is that if you already know we're at this point, you trying to force him to tell him that, you know, him trying to do that, like you're pretty much trying to sit on him, sit on him and be like, tell me you love me now. Tell me you love me now. That'll make things okay. That's not how that works for somebody who is that emotional. So I just, I did not appreciate any of her behavior towards him at all when it came to the breakup. And it's the same thing with Riley where she was trying to like, oh, well, let's talk about this. And Riley was like, nah, I'm good. We're broken up, sis. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is it. We're broken yeah. up. I have to deal with my feelings. I, I feel like she doesn't give any of the guys the ability to go through their feelings without making her feel better about herself. Yes, first. I do agree. Like, because especially after a breakup, like you just need, sometimes you just need, and something like that, like, sometimes you just need space to really process, you know, what exactly just happened without somebody in your face. Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? So I'll give you that. Like, she definitely could have just given them space. But then at the same time, it's like, I feel like she was like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to see them again. So fuck, like, we need to talk about this now. <laughs> Get stuff off our chest we now before it. we go our separate ways. Sounds like a personal problem for you, sweetie. He doesn't have to work <laughs> on your timeline. And that's the problem that I have. It's like every time she's progressed with a certain person it's like she's trying to force them to get there so people are like oh claire's date with jason was so cringy because she made him do this thing and i was like listen i didn't like the date, but he could have just been like i'm not comfortable with this and guess what they wouldn't have done it (laughs) so there's just there's levels to this which reminds me of something i forgot to bring up about the mental all but i'll come back to that anyway (laughs) ben goes home he's having this devastated reaction in the car like shit i never told her i love her is that why i went home Fuck. Yes, he had the realization, and we were like, "Yes, Ben, that's exactly why you self sabotage." Because <laughs> he just had that. It was like it was kind of like the "I love you" realization. The next realization was, "Oh, maybe I went home because I didn't tell her." <laughs> and he just looked so confused at the camera. And it was like, "Yes, Ben, that's exactly why you went home." Uh, I feel like if Ben were more emotionally available, he would have took Bren- he would have took Brendan's spot real quick. Agreed, agreed. I agree with that. Ben just fucked it up. He did. You fucked it up, Ben. Sorry, but you did. Sorry, <laughs> right, but you did. You know what? It's okay because um, there's a scene that we've seen in the previews of Ben having a conversation with Tasha that we have not seen on screen yet. So we'll see if that comes up next week. That's what I have to say about that. Okay. We will see. Oh. Next week should be juicy. Very I juicy. All righty. So what was your sweetie, sweetie, katweetie moment of this week? Of, sorry, of this Tuesday episode. <laughs> of this, of night two, sweetie, petite moment. I think we all know what it is. Ivan's brother. I haven't seen his brother. Oh my gosh. I nearly bawled my eyes out. I loved it. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, I mean, it was, I guess it was for everyone. So that's all I can say about that. Yeah. What about you? That was very sweet. I was really into that. My second sweet moment was um, Zach and his mom. So yeah, that intimate conversation Lots was really great. 
the lots of sweet moments. Are we crying? Are we sweating? Either way, this is really hitting me in the feels, sort of thing. That was great. <laughs> All right, so our sour moment <laughs> um, of night two. I don't know what mine is. So you say yours, and then we'll get back to mine. Mm, I wouldn't say it was sour, but. Tasha and Brendan just lackluster. I just didn't care about anything yeah. to do with them or their relationship. And I just was unmoved. Unmoved. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I was, yeah, because that was Tasha and Brendan, they were just very blah. I mean, Brendan is really pretty to look at, but they were just blah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what my sour moment. It's gonna sound really, <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, this is gonna sound really uh critical. But my sour moment was the like Brendan's fair sets. <laughs> I was just looking like who made okay, this artist? All right, just why are you attacking our intern who had five minutes to throw the set together? Like why are you? Doing I know, that? I know. Sorry, intern, but it just. It, it distract. I'm not gonna lie. I was very distracted. For people who don't know me, I'm a designer. Um, so aesthetics are really important to me. <laughs> and I was so distracted the whole time. I was just like, "Who made this?" Like, <laughs> sorry, art interns. Uh, you did a better job on the night on the other days. <laughs> it's just that that first date. I know they had like maybe two hours to put it together. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the case. So, but yeah, it was just, yeah, I don't know. I'm a perfectionist. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that makes sense. That tracks. And that brings me back to my other issue with the mental. Yes, I'm back to Monday night, night one. Um, <laughs> the bloopers were not fucking funny. Those were, and they show, so first of all, when they showed the clips from the season, they cut out every single part of Claire. Literally every moment that had Claire in it did not exist in this men tell all. And it's funny because Jason and Yosef were the only ones who really, you know, were there that didn't have anything to do with Tasha. But somehow Claire was not represented at all, except for in the bloopers when they showed five clips of her eating in confessional. I know. And she was just like, uh, how many times have I been eating in here or something like she acknowledged the fact that she eats a lot and, in her confessional and then they cut together every clip of her eating. And I think I, it was just not funny. It was disrespectful to me because they were painting her in this very horrible light the whole time. Like, I mean, the, the next clip after five clips of Claire eating and being like, oh, I hope people don't find out how much I eat in here, literally. Because, I mean, really, when else will Claire have time to eat? They don't have much time to eat, period. But anyway, the next clip is this very cute thing of Tasha ripping her dress at the door. So you show oh, yeah. Claire stuffing her face and then this graceful, elegant Tasha ripping her dress. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I don't know. She didn't, she didn't rip her dress. I think it got caught in the door. Yeah, it ripped a little bit. And she was leaving. And she was like, oh my God. Yeah, it ripped a little bit on the bottom. That's why. And I love that dress too. Oh, that, yeah. I love that. That dress was gorgeous. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I just gorgeous. I had issues with all of it. This whole this whole thing is a mess. ABC needs to wheel and come again. Yeah, I really wish that we didn't do the whole shakeup between Claire and Tasha. Like, I wish, I really wish, if we could go back in time, I really wish it was just Tasha because I feel like because it wasn't just Tasha, now we're coming down to these episodes, they're kind of rushing through things, like, legit, this week, like, 
night one, Taisha caught four guys out. Night two, another guy. So it's like we lost five people over the space of two nights. And I just, I just really wish that, you know, we could have, you know, had our time with Taisha and watching her build and develop these relationships and stuff. So I feel like now it's coming down to her big moment of choosing her person or whatever. Um, it's feeling a little rushed. I hope next week doesn't feel as rushed because now we're down to just three guys. But I guess we'll see. But I really wish that we didn't do the whole Claire switch up. Like, I really, really You wish. know what? I wish that it had just been Claire season. Honest to God. I think too. Claire deserves it. Like, and they forced her out because Chris even said it at the tell-all. Like, oh, you know, we called Tasha and had her quarantining just in case. Just in case of what, Chris? Right. What could have happened because that you guys didn't plan? I doubt they would have done that for anybody else. And I highly doubt that there's a, another bachelorette in quarantine for if Tasha dips out. So, you know, it's starting out. to look like I really, yes, yeah, it's, it's really starting to look like some producer somewhere just didn't like Claire and was like, yo, let's work together out of here because this isn't working. So I don't know. Everyone has but, to be yeah. in on it. That's the only way that works is if Chris is in on it, <laughs> the creator is in on it and the producers are in on it. Everyone yeah. forced because Claire would not have just decided to leave and get engaged after a week and a half, two weeks of meeting someone. I don't know. So, she does seem like the type. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that she would have done it like that. Let's put it that way. Or you know, or so quickly or yeah. something. I think that they would have definitely progressed their relationship, but I don't see how this would have worked that way. And I feel as if they deliberately manipulated the situations in a certain way for things to happen the way they did. And they probably stoked tension with the guys in the house to definitely also build that discomfort. I do feel like Dale, like Dale was perfectly placed. Like, especially when, you know, Yosef went on his tirade and Dale was like right there. And you know they had their little time. You must have started going off on some. Like get Dale, get Dale, 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 get over now. Because then you see afterwards, then you see the guys who were who were also close by, who must have been held back, talking to Yosef like, "Yo, you don't talk to nobody like that. What's wrong with you?" Right. Which you didn't see in the original airing. Just saying, just putting that out there. Right. Because we just saw Dale as knight in shining armor, and it was just. Claire and Dale. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm not talking about them again. Well, you know what? I, I won't talk about it because it's horrible that they were not included in the mental all and they should have been. Because I guess well, I guess Claire and Dale had their own little They didn't need know, it like, then. We didn't need it then. Yeah. My point is just that it should it. Claire should have been able to face the guys because most of those guys, all of those guys who were there at the mental all were there for Claire's part of the season. There was not a single right. guy there who was new except for Noah. So that's what one out of eight. Come on, that's true. Noah is the only one who lasted from the extra four yeah. that were brought in. So, so Claire should have been able to be there, or at least via video chat, to at least speak to the men. Like, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to get to know me, even though it didn't work out for us. But. Right, and I do feel like Tasha should have gotten her night one meeting thirty people moment. Like, I'm really mad she didn't even have that moment. So. Both women definitely deserved better. ABC, yes. looking at you. 
well, looking at you. We'll see what happens next season. That's all I got to say. And um, we guys, we are going live. We're going live on Instagram this Sunday. This Sunday, what day is that again? The we're going live. 20th. The 20th. Yes, we're going live on the 20th, on the 20th of December 2020 at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about the women of Matt James's season. You're probably wondering, like, why haven't they talked about it? It's because we're going live, ho. We're going live. We're going to talk about it then. We're going to go live and we're going to talk about the women. We're going to get we're going to get into it and we're going to have our drinks. So come and join us if you ain't got nothing better to do on Sunday, which I know you don't. Come join us. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's going to be good drink. crazy. I'm going to post the flyer, of course. By the time you guys hear this, the flyer will already be posted. Um, there'll be no official cocktails. So y'all just come with whatever y'all want. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, come with. Come as you are with whatever you have. <laughs> and let's talk about it. Um, so I'm excited. We haven't gone live since the men of Clara season were released so this is exciting um and then yeah we have one more week of Tasha, and then a week's break and then we get right into Matt's season so yes excited. yes there'll be no episode released that week of the break by the way because we need our beauty rest too y'all don't be greedy yes even I love this podcast but <laughs> A week break sounds nice. <laughs> Let's put it this way. We're releasing an episode on Christmas Eve for you guys because yeah. of when the finale falls. The least we could do is get like the, re- the we could get New Year's to ourselves, right? Can't we? Yes. Yes. We can get New Year's downing a bottle of wine to ourselves. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I'm excited. I'm ready. Is there anything else you want to share today, Lex? Um, no, I think that's it. Get we're let's get ready. We will have a new couple, Tasha and somebody, next week. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and tweet at us or just tell us <laughs> who you think it's gonna be, I'm honestly voting for Zach, but I want it to be Ivan. What about you, Jen? Y'all already know how I feel about Zach. It's gonna be Zach. If it is Ivan, I will. I won't eat my hat. I don't have that many hats. If it is Ivan and it's not Zach, because we know it's not Brendan. (laughs) If it is Ivan, I will post a video of me attempting to roller skate on the page. Guys, I'm really bad at roller skating. Yes. Yes. I'll take it. (laughs) Yes, that's what I will do. That's what I will do. Okay, we'll take it. Now I'm betting. I'm also betting on Zach. I don't know what I'll do if it's Ivan. Probably jump up and down and more in the fact that I can't jump in his DMs. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's all for me. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. so I yes. forgot. <laughs> I forgot I'm ending this episode. <laughs> see, guys, see what happens? We talked for so long. I forgot what was going on. I was like, in my head, I was like, wait, am I supposed to end it? Are you supposed no, to end it? No, it's me. <laughs> it's been a long week, y'all. Um, <laughs> but thanks for listening. I'm Lex. She's Jen. And we are The Bachelorette.